religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction, and to keep oneself unstained from the world. Welcome back to your Joshua Project Podcast. I got my buddy Sean Butlin sitting in with me again. If you can't tell, I got a little bit of a cold going on this week. Hey guys, we are going to go to the first and third Mondays for the Joshua Project Podcast. We wanted to make sure that you had this new schedule so that you all knew when to tune in for our next broadcast. Hey, we're real excited with what God is doing this coming Saturday, May 16th. We actually have our JP graduation. We got 15 guys that will be graduating from the project this year. That's going to put us pretty close to... What is it, 70 guys right around there? 70 or 80 guys? at least, yeah. So we're adding again to the ranks of the Joshua Project brothers and... um, filling in with the increase of changed lives within the community. Hey, this week I was really struck by one of my favorite scriptures in James, just about looking after orphans and widows. And, you know, we were just talking, Sean, before this, about how I turned my cable off years ago. And the classic response is oh that's because you're a christian and it's got nothing to do with me being a christian it just honestly it had to do with my finances Mm -hmm. and as i was taking a look at that sean i realized that i was paying 120 dollars a month for uh cable tv to watch the real housewives of the oc and the bad girls club (laughs) nothing to really edify myself with reallocation of those resources and so i spent that money on sponsoring some kids from world vision and listen i'm not saying world vision is your source i'm saying they're one of many great sources but i spent 70 bucks a month on world vision and i still put 50 bucks in my pocket so it was a win-win really and man i gotta tell you uh sitting next to joe brandy on sundays And seeing the work that he's doing on Facebook, I was just renewed with that scripture of a true religion before God of looking after orphans and widows. Yeah. And so now, once again, we're bringing it back. Here is your JP on the go. Here we are with your JP on the go down in La Jolla with my friend Joe Brandy. How you doing? I'm good. Hey, uh, when I was putting together this podcast and we were going through James 127, you immediately came to mind in the ministry uh, that you run. So why don't you tell me a little bit about that and what your mission is? Thank you. Our organization is called Unity for Orphans, and the name came from Jesus' great high priestly prayer in John chapter 17, where he prays that all believers throughout all time will be one so that the world will know that we are his uh, followers and disciples. And um, 
and also a combination. So that's the unity part. And then for the orphans is out of James one twenty seven, where God says, pure undefiled religion is to look after or visit orphans and keep yourself unstained by the world. And so I combine those two things. So we try to help unify people, um, communities, churches to uh, go visit orphans uh, multiple times per month um, to let them know that they are loved, uh, they are special, they have the image of God made in them, donations. We find out about their needs with rent, with utilities, and then we try to encourage people that go on those trips to do grassroots fundraisers to help uh, provide change and, and hope and shalom for those various orphanages in Mexico and Nicaragua. Nice. So how often are you guys heading down to Nicaragua? Uh, Nicaragua is a lot farther. So um, really we gringos or people that live here, we go probably twice a year. Um, I'm heading there the end of this month, but we have on the ground, we always work with indigenous local people. So we have two works, vulnerable child works. They're not full on orphans, but they're almost orphaned uh, because they're in such a precarious situation and, and such a vulnerable situation. Uh, during the day, they kind of just have no oversight. They're just kind of running around. But we've partnered with two little small churches where the pastor and his wife love on the kids. And we do feeding programs, um, after-school programs. and we um, So we don't visit as often, but we have stuff going on five days a week there, if that makes sense. And in Mexico, you guys are going down twice a month? Yes, we're going down twice a month. We've done that for four years. And um, we normally focus on one orphanage with excellence because there's so many needs. And um, we want to be relationally consistent. We want to be incarnational like Jesus was with uh, his disciples. And we hope that these people, these kids, will not just be a statistic, but they'll have a name, they'll have a face, they'll have a personality. And the, the, the gringos here will fall in love with those kids and almost develop like a big brother, big sister um, type, type thing where it starts taking on its own life apart from me just leading them down in big trips. What would you say is the biggest need when you go down to these orphanages? Um, I would say the biggest need, I would say two. Uh, one is they do need that relational consistency. Like if people could go down um, every week or multiple times per week to... Kids are needy. Kids want hugs. Kids want want attention. We want attention. You know, look at our Facebooks and... Um, so that is, is huge. But then after that, or kind of alongside that is they need to learn English. They need to go to school. They need to learn life trades so that when they come 17, 18, they can thrive. And on a lot of the orphanages I see that doesn't happen. It's, they're kind of protected. They get some food somehow and you know, the people do the best they can, but normally it's like one or two adults for 40, 50 kids. So I'd say that the relational consistency, knowing their love, but that also that relationship turns into going to school, English, um, and, and life skills so that when they turn 18, the cycle doesn't continue. And how did you guys end up in Mexico other than say an orphanage in San Diego? Yeah, there's, um, well, one, I used to work with world orphans and I went to do stuff all over the world. I went to Haiti a bunch and Nicaragua and all these places and um, led teams there, and it was great. We always partnered with indigenous uh, workers there and pastors. But I'd be all by myself in San Diego after the trips in front of my computer, kind of alone, and I'm like, man, I want to have a local team here. And, and then some people are saying, why don't you go to Mexico? And I didn't really 
I don't know, I just thought Mexico's so close and they have a lot of help there they don't need that much. And then we started going on trips and I'm like, wow, there's a huge need right here. And, um, so one, we go there cause it's close and it's not global and it's, uh, takes less time and resources to get there and build relationships and make an impact Two, uh, the foster care. There's no orphanages in San Diego, but there are foster care and they are the orphans of the United States and they need a lot of help. Um, but in order to help them, you have to go through um, the normal government agencies. You have to, I think, visit them at least once a week um, or a certain amount of time per month so that you don't foster that abandoned, abandonment-type syndrome and situation. So it's you can't just go visit once in a while. So we focus on orphanages in Mexico, and we're expanding in Central America. And uh, the orphanages here are the foster care and... You can't bring big groups to foster care for a day or two and then say later. It's a more long-term, but there's a huge need there. And Joe, what is your biggest need uh, running this ministry, and how can we help or donate to your cause? Uh, good question. I, After hearing the sermon today, I would say prayer is um, a big, um, big need. We see what Jesus did, and I, I must admit that I haven't been humble enough to ask a lot of people to pray. Um, and, and then finances, uh, we have, it's almost, it's a ministry, but it's also a business. Like we want to have an office. We don't have an office. We want to have, um, we, we have storage. We have a CPA and a bookkeeper that, cause we have to pay for people to, um, oversee all the different donations that come out. We have a website, we have all those type of things, but people don't like to hear about that when you're trying to raise money for orphans. And we give, when people give us, I want this hundred percent to go orphans. We do. We that's what we're all about. But I'd love uh, money for operational expenses so we can take it to the next level and um, and also hire some staff and then also prayer. Is there a donate button or link on your website? Oh, yeah. You go to uniforfans.com and that can be spelled F-O-R, the number four. And on the right side, it says uh, donate and you just kind of hover over that and there's a bunch of different ways to donate there. Hey, Joe, thanks for your heart with this ministry for just following biblical mandates and looking out for the orphans and widows. Uh, God bless you and your ministry. Thank you. Super stoked on what Unity for Orphans is doing, guys. Please go check them out. And whether you're near or far, if, it's, if you feel led, would you guys donate to them, whether it be your time, your talents, or your money. I know that we got friends across the globe, across the country, great friends in Missouri that are traveling to Nicaragua just to serve the orphans. Sean, I love what Joe was saying. He says that the world will know us by this, by our love. Yeah. Yeah. The the fact that the we're known by loving our community that's as we said in uh, our previous podcast that uh, to love one another is uh, one of the key tenets of the Christian faith so this is an expression of that love yeah I really stick by this saying Sean and it says the way that we love others is the way that we love God amen so guys go out and be world changers for God's kingdom until next time, we love you.
and we'll be praying for you.